Did you guys have a good break? Yeah, yeah, no, we did, obviously. And um, it's always different coming back. It's like coming to a new church. It's amazing. You guys look great. You look rested. Uh, uh, it doesn't look like you've overeaten, so you dodged that bullet. And some of you are disputing that, but you, I'll leave that between you and the Lord. Glass half full. Um, let's see. We also have heaps of produce out the back, so please avail yourself uh, grabbing that today. Obviously, this is not perfect weather for preservatives. Not that we have any in there, but uh, yes, if, if you could please go out the back and have a look after the service. Munta services re- resume next week. There's no Munta service today because we're doing the double down here. So other than that, if we could please receive our offering, that would be really good. So if we could please have the stewards get ready for, to receive that. I'm going to pray. We've got the details up on the screen. Lord, we thank you for your economy. We thank you that you invite us to participate in your economy. Jesus, you even had ministry partners. So Lord, we just thank you that as we sow, as an act of worship uh, and obedience, we just bless you, Lord. We thank you. Breathe on all giving in Jesus' name. So, yeah. Today, I'm going to, I'm just getting used to not hearing myself. So today, um, we're going to, I don't usually say this is the word of the Lord for the year, but today I am. (laughs) And because something came to me very strongly, uh, um, maybe about two weeks ago, and I was, I was spending, I was doing a lot of light reading um, in the book of Revelation, and some things came to me. And, 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 and just as I got up on stage, I started hearing, you know, usually, you know, there is no one like you, Lord, you, Lord. And I started hearing a David Bowie song in my head. Ch-ch-ch-changes, Okay. One of the things I want to talk about today is we're going to, we need to make sure we're seeing things from the right perspective. Everything on the earth that can be shaken will be shaken. However, we are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Can someone say amen? That's a a real thing. And that looks like something. I was just thinking before, because, I mean, I've, I'm half a century old now, which is awesome. And you see a bit, but you know what? Like I said, you know how governmentally minded I am and we are. But it would be naive to think Australia, in hundreds of years' time, is always going to be a democracy. It's just because what happens is that we try to, we try to, we don't recognize how God moves and everything is subject to change unless the Lord's breathing on it. So I'm not saying that, I mean, I'm not, you know, don't want Prince Charles running this gig, please. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not subscribing to that either. But we start to think so many things are unchangeable and immovable and that is not how things work. So many things are moving now. So what I want us to do, we're going to, as you know, I'm going to, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to walk this out and rather than drop a, a zip file in, into your belly and just tell you to eat it, you know, um, I, want, I want to walk this out a little bit more uh, in, a, in a measured way in the coming weeks, this week, next week. I want to un, unfurl not just a word but a strategy going forward because I would say in regards to coming into a season, it's the clearest I've heard from the Lord for a very long time. And, um, and, so, and then it was just, there were so many confirmations in such a short period of time. But what we're going to do, as always, uh, 
I love walking through scripture because if you can see it up there and you can read it, it actually gets inside of you a lot more effectively. So there's a book that, that there's, 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 there's two books that I've never really had a strong connection with. One is the book of Job because I found it scary. And the other one was Ecclesiastes because it was sort of like, it was, seemed so deeply philosophical. But in this season, it feels like the Lord is speaking through Ecclesiastes. And what I want to do is I want to, I want to map the fifth dimension or, or for at least the fourth dimension with this because it's really, really important because if we, <laughs> if we uh, uh, get into the word and renew our mind, we, we, God informs us. So let's start with Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one to eight. <clears throat> to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to uh, pluck what is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. Time to weep and a time to laugh. Now, I'll never forget once, I was at the end of a funeral and they were given the last and we were out and someone told me a joke without any warning. You know you're in a place you shouldn't laugh? There's a time to weep. <laughs> and people are going. And the person who cracked the joke got off scot free. <laughs> a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance. Time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. All the introverts love that one. <laughs> it's sort of like, like, it's sort of like, it's a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain, that's called the Christmas break. All right, a time to lose, that's about now. A time to keep and a time to throw away, that's for all the hoarders. (laughs) We might need this in 28 years. Uh, Love garage sales. (laughs) A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. I think that's all I put. Okay. So so Solomon talks about very, very specific. He juxtaposes, I think there's 28 of those in there. We have to discern there's something appropriate. What I want to juxtapose today is us living from an unshakable place in Christ. And we are interfacing with, if not ruling over, things that are constantly changing. When we think something's permanent, we actually, we, we get shocked. The only thing that's permanent is the kingdom of God. And so it's important for us, I wanna, let's go First Chronicles. It says, it talks about the sons of Issachar. Of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. So understanding the times gives you direction. It gives you counsel. Uh, uh, um, the chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. So we're talking about David's mighty men as they were about to take Hebron. And it's interesting, you see, at least in, we, we see in one uh, account in, in Chronicles that it's naming thousands from Gad and Reuben and Manasseh and thousands from this tribe, but it just says 200 from Issachar. 
And it seemed like, almost felt like Issachar was the neck that turned the head. And in and, 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 and this season, we need to know what the time is or what time is so we actually know what direction to go in. And so this is not sort of like, oh, this is just for the prophetic. No, it's for everybody. We need to understand the times. So, or what time is even. Luke chapter 12, verse 56, Jesus rebuked them and said, hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? So Jesus said, Jerusalem missed its hour of visitation because it didn't discern the time. And so we've got to be careful we don't harden our heart and not recognize, because I want to get, I want to, uh, uh, get into the, 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 what time actually is because it seems abstract, but it's, it's not as abstract. If we go into the Holy Ghost and map it through the Word, it's not as abstract than we, than we make it out to be. Um, let's have a look. If, if, if a church is dull or spiritual leadership is dull, we don't discern the time and there will be problems. So Isaiah 56, 10 to 12. His watchmen are blind. That's not a good thing. You know, you, you're a watchman. You have one jobman. <laughs> and his watchmen are blind. So being a watchman is seeing things from a distance. The prophetic isn't being an accountant saying, this is what the score is. If you're a watchman, you see things coming. Can someone say amen? It's not shooting fish in a barrel. It's not, it's not a two-horse race of certainty, 50% certainty. We have to see things before, that, that's what watchmen are. They are. And it says, his watchmen are blind, they're ignorant. <laughs> they're all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. They've all got citronella collars on, okay. <laughs> Sleeping. We, we. My mum used to have these two dogs. The most unusual combo. Half blue healer, half corgi. They looked like blue healers with their legs cut off. And boy, did they bark. You know, you see a puppy, you go, this is so cute. And all of a sudden they start barking. Oh, they got their bark. You know, and then after a while, please shut up. And these two dogs barked at everything. And the neighbors got the council involved and we're like, what are we going to do? So we've got these special collars for the watchman. And I remember going down the driveway, coming around the back of the house. And I remember Charlie right, comes down like this. To, and, and as he's barking, the citronella goes in his face. Like, he's like... <laughs> so they are all citronella collared. They cannot bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yes, they are greedy dogs which never have enough. This is what God's, God's declaration over watchmen who are asleep. Okay? And they are shepherds who cannot understand. They all look after their own way. Now... This is, this is like a, a sober statement. In the midst of drinky scriptures, a, sto- a sober statement is this, is that I believe when I stand before the Lord one day, I'll be blessed or rewarded for what I do. But there's a big part where we have to, we, we, it, it's who we are, what we become. Do we grow in wisdom? Do we grow in love? What, have we grown in these things, right? And... For me, I actually have to provide for my family. But if, if my drive to do ministry is self-gain, do you know what I'm saying? 
I, I, that cannot be the thing. It, it says, you know, uh, uh, don't muzzle the ox while he threshes the grain. Those who preach the gospel should live by the gospel, blah, blah. I, I'm all for that, obviously. However, if the drive is personal territory and personal gain, we have missed the kingdom of God. We've missed it. If it's about the, the house and land package or the car or the remuneration, we've been in seasons where the, the, the giving hasn't been probably enough or whatever, but we've never hit the sheep. Is that God is the provider in every way, shape or form. This is why we, we encourage giving because you tap into that. But if, 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 if shepherds are driven by personal financial gain, it's a problem. Can someone say amen? It's a problem. It's a problem. They all look for their own way, everyone for his own gain from his own territory. Come, one says, I will bring wine and we will fill ourselves with intoxicating drink. This is what I want to focus on. Tomorrow will be as today and much more abundant. So one day is like another. And, and we've just read before, there's a time to, for war, there's a time for peace. Time to tear, a time to sow. What if you are in a very toxic situation? Toxic. And the Lord says, I'm calling you out of that. That's tearing. It's never easy, but there's a time to tear. And everyone's like, oh, for 20 years, 30 years trying to be a, 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 for peace. And the Lord's saying, I'm calling to tear. But Jesus said, I didn't come to bring a peace, but a sword in each household. We have to discern that, okay? So it says that one day is like, like another, and we need to know that's exactly what the, the Bible does not teach that. So one of the things... I want to focus on today is the phenomena of cycles. The phenomena of cycles. We, if you're very rusted on logic, uh, inductive reasoning, deductive reasoning, we have seen time as a lineal construct, solely as a lineal construct. And because, because we're from the West, we see everything, we left, read from the left to the right because that's where it's all coming from. It's, it, it, we'd be shocked how many things we think are pure constructs. And I want to deconstruct that purely linear way of, of thinking because let's, let's do Ecclesiastes. We'll do New King James and then we'll go to a bit more of a, a different translation. It says, that which has already been and what is to be has already been. And God requires an account of what has passed. Let's put in, I've, I've, this is the first time I've ever used the New Living Translation. Let's do New Living. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before because God makes the same things happen over and over again. And this is now, Solomon knew a little bit. So by the time he was established and he had access to spirit of wisdom and understanding, he said everything's cyclical. He talks about the, the, the hydrological cycle. Okay, kids should be taught about the hydrological cycle these days. But, but it's not linear. There are th things in our life. As you get older, you see cycles in your own life. Obviously, the universe is cyclical with orbits and elliptical orbits and uh, 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 astron mm, mm, astronomy. I've got to be careful always with that. Otherwise, it would, yeah, not astrology, astronomy. And, and, and we're talking that the, the, the heavens declare the glory of God. Cycles, seasons. And, and, and it doesn't mean, what I want to do is I want to assure people straight up, you're not stuck on sort of like you go to the Daytona 500 or whatever it is and you're just going round and round and round. That's not what it's about, but there are cycles. And so um, what you, you go, are these cycles just set or do we have a say in these cycles? Well, if we can put up a graphic, it shows a level 
a level of influence that people or humanity have on cycles. Oh, it didn't quite work out. It says, oh, let's have a look. Be on my phone, which is in my office. Can that go down a bit? It talks about uh, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. That's a cycle. That's a cycle. Hard times, that's a word of knowledge. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. That's a cycle. So humanity, especially the church, influences all the cycles. It's not like we're just sitting there going, what's the cycle now? We actually get to influence the cycles with the Lord from heavenly places. Can someone say amen? This is, this is, not, just, it's not, this is not fatalistic. Um, but then what we do, what we do, do is we work with what the Lord has and he's ordained. That, yes, I believe in a sovereign God, but he partners with the will of man. Okay? So we want to do the will of God. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And yet we get to step in and influence things. So look, let's Daniel chapter 2 verses 20 to 21. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. Isn't that interesting? I, 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 you know, that whole when the Berlin Wall came down in 89, like, wow. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise. If you want wisdom, be wise. And knowledge to those who have understanding. So what I want to do is I want to juxtapose how everything is changing. But when we build in the inner world, in the realm of the spirit, we function from an unshakable kingdom. It's naive to think everything's going to change. You know, when we get annoyed with with, with cultural change, we've got to assess it in the light of biblical reality. Is it just not our taste? Or is it going into darkness? You know, I, 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 something that came to mind when I was prepping for this, and I haven't done this for, I'm doing this for my wife's benefit, but I have to quote something from Homer Simpson. And so Homer was praying before the Lord. Now he never prays. And he's on his knees like this, he's got his hands together like this. And Marge comes in, she goes, Homer, like this. And he goes, Has he got, oh, 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 here we go. <laughs> Come out. All right, so. He's praying and he said, Lord, dear Lord, for the first time in my life, everything is perfect just the way it is. So here's the deal. Freeze it just as it is. And if that's okay, give me absolutely no sign. (laughs) Then he goes, in gratitude, I present to you this offering of cookies and milk. If you want me to have them on your behalf, give me absolutely no sign. <laughs> then he goes, your will be done. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> it's, everything's perfect just the way it is. I've, I've got a background, I've got a broad-based background, a CV that would indicate um, short attention span. 
But I have worked in and run restaurants from silver service down to faster pasta. Anyway, so I have. I was the first ever non-owner manager of faster pasta franchise in Australia. Anyway, had 40 staff under me, all this sort of stuff. So I have a bit of a feel for the, for the hostility, you know, hospitality industry. <laughs> and I know what it's like to oversee a kitchen and the floor and all that. So what will happen, you'll go to a place, and, you, and, and I remember we used to, Rachel and I would go to this place in North Adelaide, and she loved the bruschetta there. Loved the bruschetta. So you get something stuck in your palate, and you go back to get that thing back in your palate. Who knows what I'm talking about? Do you have a bruschetta? And you're going, wow, this is fantastic. We're always going to come here. Next minute, it, that, what happens is you go, oh, it's not quite the same. It's different produce. It's, and, and, and what generally happens is cycles in restaurants, yes, there's broader economic impact. Okay, so produce, price of produce. But then you've got like the, the owner or the manager, but more importantly, you've got the chef in the kitchen. When you, ch- when you change that chef, your menu changes. And they're not going to be able to make it. They can have all the recipes there and it won't be the same. It's their interpretation of it. And you see this again and again with restaurants. You see it with businesses. You go, oh, that's a great business. I want to support them. And then you see a, f- a lease sign up there. And you start to realise things that you love, you want to never change. But there's changes coming constantly where you set your affection on a level of blessing, but that's only going to be there cyclically. It's only going to be there in a cycle. And you, 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 we get, uh, 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 the, the, the cycles and absolutely every, I remember like there's a restaurant that, like, great salt and pepper squid. Sorry for anyone's fasting today. Um, but it's like, yeah, I like this. And then one day it changes and you go, oh, it must have been a mistake. And then it's, no, they've changed chef or whatever. Cycles. And this happens again and again and again. Um, I remember we, we just briefly went to, if you want to go, if you want to go on somewhere very, very cheap holiday, it's called Bali, okay? And we recently just went there just for a few days just to, just to, just to do nothing, quality nothing. You can't do that in your house because your house, who knows that your house talks to you? It talks to you. Clean me, fix me, change furniture. You can't rest. It does. Sort of like, like this, you, sort of, you know, like this. Come on, you handyman. <laughs> and so we went away for a few days and we went back and you go, the brain goes, oh, Bali would be what, what it was 2019. Uh-uh. Anything high end, it's stayed the same because it's quality control and lots of international money. A lot of the street level stuff is not what it was. It's a cycle. Oh, this is so devastating. When you start to understand cycles, it's that you don't build on the cycle or the sand, you build on the unshakable kingdom and realize that the cycles will take place. There's, there's trends for everything. Can you imagine pro- prophetically, you, get, you, you, you knew the dot com bubble was coming, boom. You knew that Reagan was going to deregulate Wall Street. You knew all these different things were happening. Fantastic. Okay? But it's a cycle, it's all a cycle. And uh, we actually get to set them with the Lord. So economies, economic miracles in the 20th century, South Korea, crazy poor, came into crazy wealth, Taiwan, Chile, uh, cyclical stuff. So meta-narrative cycles. There's a guy called Steve Bannon and he's a political 
operative, he's in America, he's big on the fourth turning, which is a socio-political cycle. Four phases are high, awakening, unraveling in crisis. And they've, uh, uh, um, and they'd say this, if you were to do f- physical seasons, is the awakening is summer while the crisis is winter and the unraveling is autumn and the high is spring. They're, they're, those uh, fall and spring are, are transition seasons. So people have recognized that everything is subject to change. But when you're in Christ, he says, I am the Lord, I change not. It's not like God's against changing, is that he is infinite and we will be forever discovering who he is and what he does. It's not like he's getting smarter or great. We don't, we, it's, it's, what is my, it says, we want to know your name that we may honor you. He says, how do you want to know my name? Seeing that it is wonderful or beyond understanding. Uh, we're seeing right now an unraveling of democracy. Um, so what you have, I'll give you a bit of an education. The fourth estate, the fourth estate is the media, or should be the media. Um, most modern writers would agree that the media should play a central role in sustaining and developing democracy. The media should present a full, fair, and accurate account of the news. <laughs> they should inform and educate the general public, and they should cover a wide range of political opinions and positions. However, and this is interesting, because in, in, in a political term, there's a, there's a thing called the fifth column. The fifth column is before you invade somewhere, you send operatives undercover to establish themselves in the culture that you want to take over, the fifth column. So this article was the fourth estate become the fifth column. And so many modern uh, uh, writers are concerned mass media no longer plays their proper democratic role. They believe that far from being the fourth estate, the media is becoming the sort of fifth column which threatens democracy from within. And we're, 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 we're seeing, so when we go into shock, this is why we need the word of the Lord and we need to build in the kingdom that cannot be shaken That doesn't mean living monastically, withdrawing, prepping. It doesn't mean that. It actually means where our consciousness and what we cultivate is from a place that cannot be shaken. And then we get to influence the things that take place. And and I would say beyond influence. So, but, but, but we shouldn't be shocked. As I said to you before, it'd be naive to think in hundreds of years time, Australia's a democracy. Not because I'm against democracy, because it's a limitation of powers against corruption, but because oh, that, that won't change. We're a fledgling democracy, friends. And so we start to think, see things that will never change. That, like we, the temp, we see things that are temporal that will never change. Nothing could be further from the truth. The word of the Lord, it says, heaven and earth may pass away. It says, before one word of God will not come to pass. It says, it says a, 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 a man is, a, is like grass and the glory of man, the, the flower of grass, but the flower fades and the... And, 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 and so man will pass away, but those who do the will of God will live forever. They'll never fade away. So this is where we're juxtaposing cycles and seasons with permanence. You know, iconoclastic. Iconoclastic is, 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 is ancient boundary markers of what we consider as societal norms. If those are pillars, iconoclasm knocks them all down. Is there any moral plumb line anymore? When you have Congress actively obstructing in the revealing of the Epstein list, I mean, come on. We're in a cycle of corruption, bribery, and blackmail. When you know it's a problem, when you then compare what's going on there, and it's someone who would be considered a moral beacon with someone like Ricky Gervais. 
who Hollywood's going down, friends. Hollywood's going down. This is this should blow up my mind. See, there are changes coming left, right, and centre. This is why the only thing permanent is the kingdom of God. This is why this is exciting because we're we're seeing a cultural Berlin Wall coming down. Apart from Aquaman 2 being extremely boring, which I was told the other day. (coughs) Did you know in Aquaman 2, one of the biggest dangers, you know how they're villains? One of the villains was climate change. (coughs) And there was a, I think there was someone in there, it was Captain Kem Trail. I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Uh, Yes, Corporal Gus, Gus Leiter. Okay, so, all right. Uh, Okay. Uh, um, Who's seen the movie One Life? Amazing, amazing movie, handful. Go see it. It's about a guy called Nicholas Winton. Nicholas Winton was an English stockbroker and he could see the writing on the wall with World War II, Nazi Germany. Germany decided to invade, well, take over Czechoslovakia, the Sudetenland, they annexed the land. And they, he, went, he could see that the Jews had to flee and they were in squalid conditions. And he went there and he, uh, uh, um, in the end, he organised the safe passage, the visas and safe passage for uh, 669 orphans who became foster children to English families World War II. It is so moving. I won't do any spoiler alerts, but we were watching that yesterday. And what's interesting is that you've got uh, uh, Neville Chamberlain, who was considered a statesman, but he did not read the season. He, 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 you know, peace in our lifetime, you know, Adolf Hitler can be trusted, just like a crocodile. (laughs) Winston Churchill was the opposite. He read the seasons. He read the times. You know what's interesting? I mean, uh, they did some sort of expansive poll uh, 20 years ago, turn of the century. That Winston Churchill was voted as the greatest Briton of all time. That's, that's a big deal. But they voted him out right after the war. He was instrumental in, in seeing their deliverance, right? But what happened, he didn't read the times on the other side of the war. People were tired, they needed help. They needed support, and he stuck to staunchly conservative policies that gave them no economic relief in the, in the immediate. So he didn't read that. Isn't that fascinating? So we need to, because we go, yep, we've got this down, and this is, no, 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 no. Only the kingdom doesn't change. What about cycles in Scripture? You read Genesis 6 about the Nephilim and how violent the earth was and how corrupted it had become. This earth is corrupt at the moment. We don't know hardly anything. But then it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. Anytime you're going to see a manifest, major manifestation of the kingdom on the earth, it'll be preceded by gross corruption and violence, even to DNA, even to DNA. Uh, infanticide cycle. In Moses' time, when God was sending a deliverer, they ordered the death of all the, all the babies. And it happened in Jesus' time. And guess what happened this last five years across the developed world? The most radical abortion laws ever. Abortion up to the, up to the birth. That's a cycle of infanticide. 
Babel. We're in a Babel cycle where the whole world became as one to overthrow God. You know, I remember maybe three or four years ago, I showed a video on transhumanism and I showed the, uh, the stuff on the technology and you see this guy who like, he likes to dress up in Star Trek clothes, um, Klaus Schwab. Someone said he looks like a melted wax statue of Colonel Klink. But anyway, <laughs> now this guy's like, 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 you'll own nothing and be happy. You will eat bugs. This, this stuff. And people don't take it seriously because people are like dumb dogs. Oh, that won't happen here, really. Everything's changing except for the kingdom. I saw, and I, I, I can't find it again at this stage, but someone said the last World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, had 60 heads of state attend. 60. Presidents, prime ministers, etc. 60. And over 115 billionaires. And people just think it's a pantomime joke. Whereas they're influencing behind the scenes and they're lobbying and getting in cabinet, especially Canada, here in Australia too, is, is, is acting like a fifth column so rather than go like this, is we, got to, we need to recognise, Lord, what are you saying and how do you want us to be ruling over these cycles? This is not just something, just sort of fatalism. No, 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 no. We, we, I'll tell you right, right now. So, uh, okay. So uh, um, a few, I think it was 10 days ago, something like that, I can't remember. I think it was just after Christmas. A bit less. And, I'm, and I'm, I wasn't even asking the Lord about this year, about the word of the Lord. I wasn't even asking him about it. I was just, I just like, again, light reading, revelation. Because it actually says, it says, if you read it and understand it, it said, you'll be blessed. Then it says, don't seal up the words of this book, okay? You can seal up Daniel's words because they'll be unsealed when Jesus comes, right? And, and the, when he, his triumphal entry, fulfilled prophecy, but with Daniel, I mean, with, with Revelation, it says, don't seal it up. So I've just been sitting and sitting and something got quickened to me. And so and I'm, not, I'm, not a, um, I'm not into catchy, markety, brandy type stuff. I'm just trying to say it as it's, but this has had a symmetry to it. For 2024, I knew that the Lord wanted to emphasize heavenly government. Heavenly government, because I got quickened to me 24 elders in 2024 ruling over the 24 hours in the day, which is time. And I started to see that God wants to govern through his church in the time space world as long as the church is planted and established in the unshakable kingdom, ruling over the unstable, shakable cycles and times. We have to be part of that rock that smashed Nebuchadnezzar's image and the rock become a mountain. And so what's cool about this is this, when you're built, when you're established there, this is joyful, this is exciting. Because when you're in Christ, you've already won. You've actually already won, okay? And, and, and so we've, uh, Rachel brought this to the table, one of the prophetic conferences we did. If you're in the sun, the S-O-N, if you're in the S-O-N, you won't be stuck under the S-U-N. If you're in the sun, if you're in Christ, you won't be wobbling and changing with all the things that are taking place. This is literally, 
Every single person. I, you know, I have a, like, obviously covering over my household. But Rachel has her prayer life, I have mine. Every single person will stand before the Lord and give an account of their work. Remember this. When you're in Christ, you, do, you will not get judged for sin. Jesus took that at Calvary. Can someone say amen? But our life will be examined before the King to see if we built in Him. It will be. It's called the Bema Seat of Christ in 1 Corinthians. So what happens, all this shaking is taking place which should make it easier for us to discern, you know, uh, just cycles. For years, we'd go to the Big Bash League until they got rid of all the international players. I remember you go to the Big Bash League, you go to the 2020 match, we didn't see one six and maybe three fours. And you go, Big Bash League, you had one job. <coughs> Why are you going to Big Bash League if there's no fours and sixes? It's, it's like a short test. No, 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 and you go, this, is, this will never change, and it changed, all right? Making it slightly revived, a bit microwaved, come, making a comeback, but the point is, everything is changing, but we have to make sure that we're established in Christ and we can see things before they're actually taking place. Now, this is where it gets crazy. Once I got this word, someone told me, what well, was actually Marissa, we were chatting about this and I believe that this year is about government, heavenly government. Something happened in 2016, Trump versus Clinton, something governmental broke from the invisible realm. You'd never seen a more politicised presidential race. But we've got, we're going to another level, friends. It's not just an election cycle in the US, even though that is going to be the motivation to manipulate and move a lot of things. Do we have the second graphic? The second graphic shows in 2024, no, that was the wrong one. Sorry, I said the wrong one. Okay, it's not important. Did you know in 2024, over half of the world's population, over 4 billion people are gonna be having elections this year? Over 4 billion. The US, 27 countries in Europe, India, we're talking, it's the biggest election cycle in over 100 years. Is that mind-blowing? And these election cycles will determine what happens in different countries. Poland just voted in a new government that's pro-EU, pro-globalism, possibly, probably Rothschild-backed. The guy's name is, is it Donald Tusk? Well, just as Tusk. He comes in and he instantly shut down the, the, uh, uh, the, the TV station. Instantly. Not, none of this, we're going to change the program. Just shut it down like that. Because things are happening quickly. They're happening quickly. Oh, tomorrow will just be as today. What's one day different from another? And we are transitioning out of attributing Australia as the lucky country because we grow on the back of a sheep to seeing that the church will function as a city on a hill. Can someone say amen? As a city on a hill. So this year, the Lord is going to lead us in a greater level of spiritual government from heavenly places. Things are happening quickly. Quickly. You know... You will see, I, I saw uh, Ben Fordham. Ben Fordham's interesting. He, he, 
he's a radio announcer, um, Sydney, Melbourne, I can't remember. Sydney? And he did this thing on Albanese. He cited all the countries he's visited in this. It's mind-blowing. He's always overseas. And you have people under such pressure of cost of living from interest rates to inflation or whatever, right? And all he's doing, has been doing, is engaging ideological talking points. He's not representing his constituents at all. Unless your constituents are so left and so green, it's about suicide. Because that's where it's going. Did you know one of the major causes of death, emerging causes of death in Canada is assisted suicide? If you're disabled, try it. If you're depressed because you're a, a, a veteran, a war veteran, try it. This is happening, friends. Everything's changing. There's iconoclastic changes, domino effect through society. And we go, well, it, it won't change here. We are so resistant to change. And we won't be when we are established in heavenly places in Christ. When we, when we function from the unshakable place, I'm completely convinced, I won't put it up, but at the, at Revelation 21, it took me to a high mountain, I saw a city, it had 12 foundation stones and it had the 12 names of the tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles, 12 gates, 12 angels, 12 gates made out of 12 pearls. And, and God's just saying it's 144 cubits, 12, government, government, church, govern, church. Take responsibility for what's happening in the world. Come and govern with me. Wesley says, he said, the world is my parish. He took responsibility. But when we have a corporate, someone else will do it, nothing happens. And so this, this definitely is a cycle that feels a little bit, so in the old Nostradamus, right, you can smell a little bit of 2020 feels. Because I tell you what, this government in America, they're not, they're not going to go down without a fight. It's the most bizarre. Anyone's on social media, you know the nature of reality is being challenged. They just shut down Miami a couple of days ago. <laughs> and people still don't know why it happened. We're talking like they, 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 in a very short period of time, two to 300 police cars. We're talking like information, disinformation, red flags, false flags. I believe one of the things we'll do, I'm gonna make three points and I'll finish. I believe we're coming into a season, someone who led by example, probably less than 100 years ago was a guy called Reese Howes. And I tell you what, you go, but I'm not an intercessor, doesn't matter. This year, you're gonna learn how to pray. This year, you're gonna learn how to pray. We're gonna learn about what it is to be priests according to the order of Melchizedek. Did you know that he changed the world? Him and his group of prayer warriors changed the world. Changed the world. You got so much craziness and instability, there's no moral plumb line. You know, just the engineer division society, race, gender, whatever you identify with, Age, it's, it's, do you know what? The more chaos there is, the more the people are pond scum. Remember the word pond scum. Pond scum's at the top, but it can't exist without the pond. That's 
that's a synonym for the elite. I'm not going to say the elite because they're predatory. And if we, don't, if we don't work out that they're engineering chaos so we're constantly the tails wagging the dog, nothing will change. Nothing will change. So this year, I think we're going to discover prayer like we never have. The second thing is, the second thing is fasting. Okay, it's going to be interesting. This is going to make people think. Put up your hand if you love fasting. <laughs> okay, now you know it's the question. Put up your hand if you love fasting. No one does. Good. Yes, yes, good, good. Feel the pain. Feel the pain. Mm. I morphed into Yoda at the end. All right, so. <laughs> what happens? Jesus said, when you fast. If you want to have an incredible understanding of Jesus, study the Old Testament. Because what happens, that's why the Apostle Paul was on a 90 degree trajectory because he had so much background knowledge. Jesus said things with an assumed knowledge that you would have. He says, when you fast, fasting is powerful. I believe this year, not just prayer, but we're going to experience fasting like never before. I really, really mean that. And there's a grace to fasting. I tell you what, nothing worse than fasting with no grace. Hi, how are you going? <laughs> sort of like, all right, and it's mid-morning. <laughs> the hand that feeds it. But when there's a grace, you actually, your spirit opens up and time changes. Things happen. And this, we're, going to see, we're going to see that this year. It's very, very exciting. One of the things is that, it says we're to redeem the time for the days of evil. That's, that's, a, that's an obvious one. But... I think that, that this is subtle, but this is massive. Remember, we've talked about the analogy before. I'm not a golfer, but I have played golf. I'm very, very awesomely bad at it. Actually, I can do par three. I'm okay with that. But what happens, if your club, if you've got the driver out, you're driving, and it's slightly this way, it's going to slice. That way, it's going to hook over there. One of the things that's... So, so something a matter of mil, almost millimetres will influence maybe 50 to 70 metres either way. Like we're talking huge, this leverage to that. I'll tell you something this year, if we're going to see governance over time, we actually have to be serious, I mean serious about procrastination. And people go, I plan to deal with that tomorrow. <laughs> this is so subtle, because what happens is the procrastination thing is a deceptive thing it's the closest thing to eternity is being in the present moment. And procrastination is a state of mind. Procrastination has everything to do with maintaining basic tension levels of what's never worked for you up till now. It's too confronting. It's, uh, my, my tension levels, and you stay that homeostatic tension level state and you get nothing done. And then your life gets stuck in a cycle. This is huge because... The children of Israel, if you look from Mount Sinai to the entry point to the promised land was 11 days travel. And they stayed there for 40 years. So this thing is so much more accessible than we understand, but we actually don't allow God to change us and we get stuck in cycles. It's a huge deal. So this year, the prayer fasting thing and the procrastination thing.
Those are basic building blocks. <laughs> the closest thing right now, I'm just gonna quote it because I'm gonna land the plan. Second Corinthians 6.2. It says, behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. See, the heaven isn't like time like we have it here. It's a continual present tense. And again, uh, uh, that's, that's something I don't wanna unpack now. But if we're gonna be in the spirit, we can't be putting things off all, uh, uh, again and again and again. The last thing is I wanna say is this is that cycles are real. There are meta-narrative cycles. There are personal cycles. And what we've got to do from heavenly places, we have to realise that everything is subject to change except heaven. Everything is subject to change except the Lord. Everything, we fix our eyes on those things that are eternal, not temporal. But the other thing is this. James chapter one, verses two to five. This is how to break cycles. Count it all joy. Now we're gonna stay on this. When you fall into various trials. Let's get our eyes off the word trial. One of the words is temptations, but what it actually means, it means tests and provings. This is what happens. People function on their own cycles. Homeostatic, financial, emotional, spiritual, like this. And as you get older, you realise, my goodness, my life is just a cycle. And God wants us to break those cycles so we get elevated and promoted. Tests and pressures are merely the opportunity to break cycles. This is why counter joy. I've never had a breakthrough in this area. Just keep rejoicing and be applied. Because we'll break those cycles when you see stuff, especially you go, oh my gosh, I... It's crazy the cycles that happen when you hit half a century. You just just go, what the heck? Crazy stuff. A cosmic cycle was years ago. I got my, I baptised my phone in a swimming pool in Bali. Then I took it to a place called Data Revival. They couldn't fix it. Um, The Lord told me to pray. And the last part of the, the data on the phone came back when I was on an airplane, on airplane mode. Nothing can go in, nothing can come out. Airplane mode is doors closing, okay? Nothing. And then God supernaturally restored it. So just as we're about to go to Bali, Nicola breaks her phone, doesn't work. I sent it to data revival. They couldn't fix it again. And we go to Bali, come back, and her phone gets restored. Like that's a cycle. Who, who, you can't orchestrate this stuff. Who's that? What sort of a cosmic tripping game is this? <laughs> I'm not saying there's a little kid like this and the angel goes, let's <laughs> start a cycle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no. But the point is this is crazy. But what, what happens is that tr- pressure, pressure is your promotion. When you see pressure, and you don't go back into the cycle of old coping mechanisms, but you hold a line, you get promoted. 11 days it could have taken them, but it took them 40 years, but they would not change. Count all joy when you fall into various trials. Yep. Next one. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or perseverance, but let this perseverance or patience have its perfect work. Look at the result that you may be perfect and complete, lacking no thing. And this is what God is bringing us to a place this year. He's gonna prove us. 
It's going to prove, we're, going to be, we're going to be proved and promoted because there's, there's pressure. There's pressure. When you count it all joy, you're in heavenly dimensions. When you rejoice, when you praise God, you'll be like Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. But you're breaking cycles. You're breaking cycles. So we need to recognise that this year is a year of insane convergence of government. Firstly, heavenly, heavenly government and earthly government. Over 4 billion people will be voting for new governments this year. 4 billion. Probably the biggest in history. And this is what God is saying. 24 elders, 24 hours, heavenly governance. Who's ready to govern? We're going to start by, we're going to start by learning to self-govern. Okay? And one of the things... It says, Paul says, I mean, the Bible is the book of God. It's a genius book. Paul said, if you learn to judge yourself, you won't be judged. And so we actually have to, when we come to communion, we say, Lord, what, what, what have you shown me already that I need to repent of or change? Right? And then you keep short accounts and it says you won't be judged. You know what's amazing? Who knows that it wasn't a great place to be in Egypt when the plagues were happening? But remember a place called Goshen, where the, where, where the Hebrews lived? They were fine. You've got all of Israel, all of Judah going into captivity. But Jeremiah was okay. He even bought property. See, this is where you govern from heavenly places. And this is what it looks like Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And it looks like protection, promotion. But we have to see pressure with joy because it's merely our calling card for going to a higher level. Get your communion out. The other thing I was going to say too, how do you know when our next election will be? Is when they start doing handouts. It's true. They start getting the handouts. <laughs> and you go, oh, an well, election's going to be called. It's so cynical. We're going to do all the ideological, agenda-driven stuff. Now we're back in the election cycle. And now we're going to give handouts so people get amnesia and the bread and circuses kicks in. Those are cycles. The Roman Empire, a cycle. Praise God. Praise God. I tell you what, you know, a lot of us can't recognise things when they're happening. We only see them in hindsight when someone tells us what happened. But I think we're witnessing the actual destruction of Hollywood. I really, I really do, I do believe that because the stuff they've peddled and the things that happen behind the scenes is horrific. Horrific. We're seeing crazy stuff. Remember it says Babylon, one hour. Who knows it's exciting times to be in? Exciting times. All right, can we have the pads on please if, we, if they are available? Um, what I wanna do is I'm just gonna pray and I just want you to before the Lord, just go, Lord, speak to me. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Just allow Him to speak to you. Do we have them available? There we go. Because if God's talking to you about something, just, just say, Lord, thank you for showing me. I, I, I repent, I ask the blood of Jesus to cover it, right? And then we just keep short accounts with the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. And I thank you that David said, Lord, your judgments are to be desired more than gold. Yes, much fine gold. 
Lord, I thank You. We're coming into such an exciting season of heaven and earth converging. But Lord, You're cleaning house. (laughs) We thank You. Right now, we ask You to bring to our forefront of our focus, our mind, anything that we need to change or adjust or get rid of. Remember the Lord's crazy patient. He's very patient in His his everlasting kindness. All right. Shouldn't take too long to do business with the Lord. You should know already. (laughs) Holy Ghost. All right. Lord, we thank You for Your your shed blood and broken body. We thank You, Lord, and said, do this often in remembrance. But right now, we thank You for the kingdom that we are part of and we're receiving. We're in it and we're receiving it. Bless this communion to our bodies in Jesus' Name. One of the takeaways from today should be if you start feeling or recognising supernatural pressure, get excited because you know there's a door standing open in heaven just around you. Don't lose it. Don't, don't, don't kick into fight or flight. It's believe and hold a line. Not fight or flight, believe and hold a line. Because I tell you what right now, anytime there's pressure, you know there's promotion left, right and centre. All right, we'll leave it at that. So don't forget, if you're in the Valley of Decision regarding this afternoon, we will send something out between three and four, let you know. Um, Otherwise, have a very, very good rest of the soggy day. And there's no Tuesday nights until February. um, And obviously we have our double services next week and we resume into next week. And Tabernacle of David is this Thursday and Friday. Here.